0: I'm going to read the second Bible reading, which is from Matthew 11. Um, if If you've got a pew Bible, it's page 837, and we're starting at verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Well, hi, 4pm. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors here. Great to see you here at church this afternoon, particularly if it's your first time. A big welcome to you. Show of hands, how many of you feel tired and would like some kind of rest? Yeah, most of you. I think particularly this time of year, um, most of us are feeling like a rest. Please don't fall asleep in my sermon. Um, But I mean... Life is busy, life is, it's non-stop. We're constantly having to meet deadlines, attend work appointments, change nappies, discipline children, manage difficult relationships, visit doctors, pay bills, catch trains, do chores around the house, wait in traffic, clean houses, the list goes on. In fact, even just talking about it makes me feel tired. I mean, how many of you would like to be right now sitting on a tropical island, just relaxing and kicking back? Yeah, a lot of double hands raised. In this passage, Jesus makes an incredible offer. He says, verse 28, "'Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest.'" I was talking to Betsy about this passage this week, and she said that when, when you read that verse, you just want to sigh. You just want to go, ah. Is that right? Do you feel that? It's such a beautiful offer. And here's the thing Jesus doesn't say, I'll give you rest for your bodies. It's, he's not offering uh, relaxation therapy or a holiday or stress release or a massage, He's offering something deeper. Rest for your souls. Rest deep within. A rest that will truly satisfy. I mean, I go on holiday. I come back two weeks later, I'm feeling tired again. Now, this is a rest that's far deeper. And it's a rest that can only come from him. St. Augustine who this church is named after, he said this, it's up on the screen. He said, you have formed us, God, for yourself and our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. The rest Jesus is offering here is a rest we can find nowhere else and in nothing else, just him. So we've got two questions this afternoon about this rest that Jesus offers. First question is, why do we need it? And the second question is, how do we get it? Why do we need it? How do we get it? First question, this rest Jesus offers, why do we need it? And it's right there in that verse, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I bet there's a whole bunch of people in the room right now who feel like that describes them. Weary, burdened, tired, weighed down. Imagine your life was resembled with this backpack that you're carrying on your back. This is my backpack. And you're walking around life, and on your back, you are carrying all sorts of burdens on your shoulders. Firstly, the burdens of life. Life is busy. Life is stressful. Life is tiring. And many of you feel like life is constantly throwing curveballs at you day after day and it never relents. Heartbreak, busyness, burdens, blow after blow, and you just want rest. You just want rest not just that, but everything in our life, nothing seems to fulfil. Nothing seems to bring us contentment or satisfaction. We're constantly striving. We say to ourselves, well, if I, if I succeed in my job, maybe then I'll have fulfilment. If I find love and I get married, maybe then I'll have happiness. If I, if I do good, maybe then on and on, striving and striving. This last week, I've been reading the memoir by Matthew Perry, who played Chandler Bing in Friends. I'm talking to the right generation. Uh, He talks about how uh, he had everything, beautiful women, earning a million dollars a week, fame, incredible homes. Listen to what I read this week. He said this, the magic never lasts. Whatever holes you're filling seem to keep opening back up. Maybe it was because I was trying to fill a spiritual hole with a material thing. Well, Jesus here says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened by life. All the things weighing you down, all the things that fail to satisfy, all the striving, come to me. And I'll give you rest. Rest. He cares for you. He, he loves you. Now, he doesn't promise to make all your problems go away. That's a lie. He doesn't promise to do that. But he promises to walk with you through them, to strengthen you, to refresh your soul. He's someone that we can cast all our anxieties on, knowing that he cares for us. He's someone that gives us a peace and a joy in our heart no matter what trial we go through you carrying those burdens the burdens of life jesus says come to me and i'll give you rest but when jesus here talks about being weary and burdened i actually think he's talking about something even deeper that he gives rest from he's talking about another burden it's the burden of our sin the burden of our sin. We're carrying around on our shoulders an incredible burden of every wrong thing we have ever done before God, as well as the things that God called us to do that we didn't do. And this burden is a burden that you and I can't deal with on our own. It's the burden of sin. When the Book of Common Prayer, which is, you know, if you old-school Anglicans, you will appreciate it, is a line where there's a prayer of confession. And the line says that when we think about our sin, it's a weight I cannot bear. Isn't that true? When I think about my life, when I think about the lies I've told, when I think about the times I've been greedy, when I think about the times I've been proud or hurtful or self-reliant or complaining It is a guilt I cannot bear. I can't atone for my sins. I can't pay the price for my sins. I can't take the burden off my shoulders for the wrong I've done to God. But Jesus Christ came to bear that burden. He bore it on the cross. He died for you. He died for me. On that cross, imagine the weight on his shoulders. Your sin, my sin, everyone's sins, weighing down on him. He died. He paid the penalty once and for all. So 4 p.m., stop carrying the burden. It's no longer yours to carry. If you have trusted Jesus, you are forgiven. Take the burden off your shoulders. Give it to Jesus. Jesus. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I'll give you rest, the the rest of forgiveness, the rest of hope, the rest of a relationship with God. And not just the rest of this life, but the rest of eternity, eternal rest, eternal peace, eternal joy. So many of us are carrying that burden around on our own shoulders. But Jesus says, I've paid that price. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. But there's another burden. Make some room in my backpack here. Just reorganize. The last burden I think Jesus is talking about is the burden of religion. It's getting pretty heavy now. You see, we're constantly striving in our life already, aren't we? Even take God out of the picture, we're striving to be good enough in our careers, striving to be a good enough father or mother, a good enough friend, striving to be beautiful enough, striving to be successful enough. It's just constant striving. It's exhausting, isn't it? And tragically, so many people think that that's what God is like. We're so used to that in our culture, striving, striving, striving. That's what God is like. We think that God wants us to earn His approval, earn His acceptance, that we're saved by obeying God's commands, earning His love, earning His blessing. And I tell you, that is such a burden. I mean, life has enough burdens. We don't need the burden of religion. You know, it's a burden. Because if you are saved by the good things you do, by, that's religion, by the way, doing good things to earn God's approval. If you're saved that way, it is such a burden, it is so tiring because you've got to keep striving. Keep striving, keep trying to earn. And it's also, it also brings deep insecurity. You never know whether you're good enough for God. I'm a sinner, I regularly sin. You have a day where you... Stuff up, you think, well, have I blown it? Does God still love me? Will I still make it to heaven? Such a burden, such insecurity. That's what the disciples, uh, sorry, that's what the Pharisees did in the time of Jesus. And this is what Jesus says about the Pharisees. He says in Matthew 23, the Pharisees tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. That's religion. That's religion. But Jesus says, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. My burden is light. See, what's he saying? When it comes to Jesus, we're not saved by what we do. He has offered us true rest because he has done it all. He has paid the price. He's done the job. We're saved because of what he has done. You know, the last words of Buddha were keep striving. The last words of Jesus, it is finished. What a contrast. Keep striving versus it is finished. I have done it all, Jesus says. I've paid the price. Come and trust me for your forgiveness. That's how you're saved. That's rest I was speaking to someone this week and we were reading this passage in Connect Group and she just said, oh, thank goodness we don't have to strive. I sometimes feel guilty I haven't read the Bible, that I haven't prayed. What a relief that we don't have to strive, she said. She's right. It is so free because religion says do more, do more. But Jesus says, come to me. And so you and I, we are walking around with this huge burden on our shoulders, the burden of life's troubles, life's sufferings, life's pain, the burden of our sin, is such a huge burden that we cannot pay for on our own, and the burden of religion, this constant striving in our world, and constant striving that we'll never be good enough for God on our own. Now... We can choose to keep bearing the burden. But Jesus, what does he do? How do we deal with this burden? He says something so simple. He says, come to me. Come to me and lay your burden down at my feet. It's so simple. Come to me. Take the burden and lay it at my feet. I have come to give you rest. 4 p.m., stop carrying the burden and lay it down. Lay it down. A few years ago, I remember going to childbirth classes with my wife as we prepared for our first child, and that was an experience. I remember one of the weeks, they were trying to get us dads to have empathy about the burden our wives were carrying. And so we had to hold this um, net thing, and the instructor came and put three kilograms on it and said, okay, that's, that's the weight that your partner's carrying for the baby. And then she put a kilogram on there and said, okay, uh, that's the placenta. And then she put another kilogram on there and said, okay, that's the amniotic fluid and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, and I was, it really struck me. Goodness gracious, this is heavy. But to Christine's despair, I, I, I empathised, but I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> sorry, ladies, but I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't, I couldn't take the burden. It was her burden that she carried. When it comes to Jesus, he understands our burdens, but he can also do something about it. He's come not just to empathise, and he does, but to take it away entirely. Entirely. And so, if you're here this afternoon and you've never come to Jesus, never come to Jesus, it's a simple invitation. Come to me. Lay your burdens down, your burden of life's troubles, your burden of sin, your burden of religion. Lay it down and I will give you rest. It's so simple. There's no cost, there's no catch you do that? But for for those of you who've been a Christian for a while, you know what? It's still the same. We've got to keep coming to him. One writer says that the Christian life boils down to two steps. Step one, go to Jesus. Step two, repeat step one. That's the Christian life. Day by day, coming to Jesus at his feet for rest, laying our burdens before him. And how will he respond? Look at verse 29, the next verse. It's beautiful. Verse 29, he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You know, in all the Gospels, this is the one place where Jesus reveals his heart, where he reveals his very soul. Who is he? He is gentle and humble. Some translations say, gentle. And lowly. That's our Savior. Dane Ortland, a writer, he says that if Jesus had his own website and you went, you know, there's an about me page on a website. If you went to that page, what would it say on Jesus' personal website? Gentle and lowly. That's who he is. Loving, compassionate, caring, tender. Not a harsh. Sometimes we have an opinion about Jesus that he's harsh or always ready to tell us off. No, he is infinitely understanding, gentle and lowly. And so maybe this afternoon your, your life is crumbling around you. Maybe you feel in the depths of despair or darkness or defeated or just stuck in the troubles of life. But Jesus, he's, he's there with you. He loves you. He cares for you. He's gentle and humble in heart, ready to care, ready to help, ready to comfort, ready to forgive, ready to give you rest. If only you come to him. Now, why don't people come to him? I mean, if I was offering a free $10,000 holiday to a tropical island to give you a week's rest, you'd take it, right? Right? You take it, it's free. And yet here's Jesus, he's offering something better. Rest for your souls, free, don't have to work for it. Why don't people take it? Why don't people come to him? I think the answer is pride. See, we would prefer to keep carrying the burden ourselves, to keep relying on our own strength, rather than admit that we can't carry it. Do you see the pride? It actually takes humility to realise, actually, this burden, I can't carry any longer. I can't pay for my sins. I'm a sinner. I've got the burden of sin. I can't pay for it. Jesus, would you forgive me? Religion doesn't help. I'm not good enough. Jesus, would you help me? Do you see the humility required? John Stott says that the greatest obstacle to having a saving faith in Jesus is pride. It's pride that we're not okay on our own, and we've got to realise that. Jesus says the same thing in verse 25, the first verse that we read. He says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. It's not about being wise. It's not about being learned or smart or beautiful or impressive or successful. And that's one of the dangers and traps for us here in the Lower North Shore. A lot of people who are beautiful, smart, wise, successful, that's not what it's about. That just can cause you to be self-reliant. Jesus says he's revealed himself to little children. Now, I've got a two-year-old and a one-year-old. They are little children and they are helpless. They can't feed themselves. They can't dress themselves. They can't get themselves ready. They can tantrum. They seem to have got that covered. They're helpless. And to come to Jesus, it requires the humility of a little child, realising, I, I, I'm spiritually helpless. I can't save myself. I can't, I can't deal with my own sin. I am spiritually a little child. Do you see Do you realize that? Do you realize you need him? Not just to become a Christian, but you need him every day of your life to keep coming to him, to keep laying your burdens down at his feet and finding his rest. Stop trying to carry the burden on your own. Put it down. Then Jesus says another thing, though, about coming to him. It's, really, it's actually quite surprising. Verse 29. Look at what he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When I was a kid, I used to think that Jesus was talking about egg yolk. Take my yoke, you know, he's talking about, do you want your egg well done or over easy? what's What's the yoke he's talking about here? Take my yoke upon you. Well, a yoke was a wooden beam that would help you carry a burden. So often you'd have a wooden beam between two oxen and they would be using it to pull along a cart. Or a a human would have the wooden beam over their shoulders and maybe they'd have a a bucket of water on each side and it would help them carry the load. And see, that's the interesting thing here. Jesus is offering us rest, but it doesn't mean that we become a Christian and all of a sudden we can just sit back and it's all done. Great, just chill out on our tropical island with Jesus. See, Jesus he doesn't say, Come to me, take my mattress, and I will give you rest. He doesn't say, Come to me, take my easy chair, and I will give you rest. Come to me, take a massage, and I will give you rest. No, he says, Come to me, take my yoke. Hang on. I thought Jesus is offering rest. Why is he giving us something that's involved with carrying another burden or work? Well, you see, Jesus is actually calling to us to a new way of life. following him, serving him, living for him, obeying him in His word. That's why he says, "Learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me." I think that's what it means to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus, learning at his feet, following him not to earn his approval, that's religion, that's slavery, that's not restful at all. No, we we serve and follow him because we already are saved, as a response, out of joy. Now, everyone is yoked to something. You may be thinking, well, that's not for me, what Jesus is offering. Well, everyone is yoked to something. Everyone has something as their master, a friend, their career, their success, their beauty, sex, whatever it might be. We're all yoked to something, looking to something for our satisfaction, our joy, our security. The question is, are you yoked to a good master or one that leaves you in slavery? Jesus says, come to me, take my yoke upon you. I'm the master that'll forgive you whenever you fail. I'm the master who who cares for you and will fully satisfy you. The only way to be truly free, the only way to find rest is to come to me. That's why he says, doesn't say take my mattress upon you or take my chair. He says take my yoke. And that's actually true freedom. It's living life, the life that we were made to live. He says in verse 30, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's like a man drowning, thrashing about in the water, and you come and throw him a life jacket. If the man said to you, I don't want that life jacket. I've got enough of a burden right now here in this water, trying to get myself out. The last thing I need is the extra burden of a life jacket on my shoulders. It's illogical. No, that that is something that's to free him, to rescue him, to save him. And it's the same with Jesus' yoke. We put it on our shoulders and we find true rest. His burden, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And his Holy Spirit inside you strengthens, empowers you to live for him, strengthens, empowers you to obey his commands. Your life may be hard, But you're living the life you were created to live, following in his footsteps, taking his yoke upon you and learning from him. And so, Jesus' invitation for every single one of us is to recognize the burdens that we have, recognize the burdens that we are carrying, and they are so heavy. The burdens of this life, the burdens of sin, the burdens of religion, and stop trying to carry it on your own. Day by day, lay it down at his feet. Experience his rest. The invitation is for everyone. He says, all, come to me all. He doesn't say, come to me if you've got your life together. Come to me if you're successful. Come to me if you're got a happy family, come to me if you're impressive. If you're here this afternoon and your life is a shambles and you're tired and you're poor and you're restless, so the invitation is just as much for you. No payment is required. Experience freedom from self-effort, self-improvement, constant striving, freedom from guilt, freedom from shame, freedom from religion, And throw away your pride. And if you do that, he is gentle and humble. His arms are open. And he's ready to welcome you into his loving embrace. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let's pray. God, we come before you with our burdens, our pain, our suffering, our struggles, our sickness, our hurt, even deeper, our sin. It is a burden we cannot bear. Only you can pay for our sin. Only you can forgive us. Only you can transform us. And so we come to you for rest, true rest satisfying rest, deep rest. We come to you because you're the only one that can give it. We praise you that you are gentle, lowly, humble, compassionate, tender, merciful. Thank you, Father. Help us to live for you, to take your yoke upon us, to learn from you, and to walk in your footsteps. And thank you that we don't do that alone, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, that your way, your yoke is easy, your burden
0: is light. Hallelujah.